0: Welcome to the Stop Suffering in Silence podcast with your host Denise Walsh and Rachel Timothy
1: and we want to say a big thank you to this week's sponsor. Amber Till is an internationally certified anxiety relief healer, master practitioner, and rapid reprogramming coach. She calls herself a metamorphosis mentor and launched her business, The Art School, standing for Anxious, Relax, and Transform in May of 2023. She focuses and is an expert in supporting Women who are experiencing anxiety and has programs and coaching opportunities for you to heal through your anxiety as well. Rachel, tell us a bit about why it's important to reach out if you're in need.
0: Well, sometimes we don't even know the words to put with what we're feeling. And when you hear you have anxiety, you need answers, you need help and how to control it. And you want to still be able to function. So, if you are struggling with anxiety or anything related to it, reach out to Amber, because that's a great resource.
1: Absolutely. Her link is in the description, so you can check out her programs and get the help you need. Back to the podcast. Hey, 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 you guys. Welcome back to another episode of Stop Suffering in Silence. My name is Denise Walsh, and I am here with co-host Rachel Timothy, and we have such a treat for you today. For those of you who have been following us on our social media accounts, Instagram and Facebook specifically, you will already know that our collaboration book, When We Speak, Chains Break, has been launched and is now available on Amazon. Now, what we have found um, as as ladies go through the healing journey is that, number one, they want to tell their story. Oftentimes, people have said, like, I, I want to write a book. I want to be like Rachel, right? Like, how do I get my book out? How do I get my story out? How do I share my experience with others? But then also they've said things like, how do I give back to people who are still stuck in the valley, who are, um, you know, who don't know that there's hope on the other side of that healing journey. And so at Stop Sis, we wanted to create a next step of growth for those who are interested and create the space and the ability for them to write a piece of their story and have a chapter in the book. And we have 10 beautiful ladies who have done just that. And three of them are on the call today. So, Rachel, before we dive in into hearing their experience with writing when we speak, I'd love for you to just share a bit about why this has been on your heart for a while, too.
0: I cannot wait for these girls to get to experience some of the aha moments of God introducing them to other people that their book has impacted. I think they're going to be blown away at how incredible and brave doing this was. And I I don't know, I'm just super excited for him. Super excited.
1: Well, sharing, writing your story and putting out on paper is so vulnerable. Um, But yet when you are that vulnerable, it gives people a chance to value you back. And I feel like the ladies are going to get so much validation and uh, support from people that they might not they might be surprised about. So with that being said, let's introduce some of the authors within When We Speak Chains Break. We have Sally, Bobby, and Valerie. And so Valerie, I'm going to start with you. Uh, I would love to hear a bit about why you decided to say yes to writing a chapter in this book, besides the fact that we lovingly stalked you. (laughs) Also that, but you said, and not everybody who said yes actually finished and you, you did. So tell us about why you decided to do this.
2: Um, The first part is when I read Rachel's book, it spoke to me and I for once felt understood and um, I had no idea before reading this book who Rachel was, but it empowered me to realize I am not alone. And so I guess I want to kind of pass it on. The empowerment I felt and the um, fact that you're not alone. And for so many years, I felt alone and misunderstood. And a big part of my story is also being shamed into silence. And this is just another thing to break that. Mm -hmm.
1: And what is the. um, Yeah, you're exactly right. The. It's like your voice gets to be heard. And with that. Uh, you become stronger.
2: Right. And I don't know if my kids will ever read this story. I'm not sure. But I had I had written it um, in the back of my mind with my kids in mind, um, thinking that there's no shame in who you are and that you cannot um, can't help how your story went, but you can help how it ends. And I just wanted to show them that this is who I am. And a couple of times they would come in the office and they'd see me writing and they'd be like, are you writing on your story? I said, yeah, I guess they tiptoe back out. They knew it was super important for me and that there were times I was in the zone and they gave me a lot of grace <laughs> during that time.
1: So how did you feel or how did it shift you to read Rachel's story and realize like, oh my gosh, she's speaking my language and I feel seen and I feel underheard. Like why, how is that important to you?
2: It was life-changing. It was for the first time in my life, I felt free to start talking about my story. Uh, I never had before. So
1: there's so much personal shame that we put on ourselves. Right. And then also, I know a part of your story is when you did try to speak out, you were shut down fairly quickly. And so the community, there was some sense of shame there as well. And so Rachel gave you permission to speak your truth without shame.
2: Yeah, exactly. The, the shame and um, Satan wants you to feel so alone and to realize that you are not alone. And there's so many amazing people out there that can surround you. And I look around at my tribe now and I am just amazed at what God has, who God has brought into my life.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Well, we're going to get into how it was for you and what you hope people get out of your chapter in just a minute. But I want to move on to Sally. Uh, Sally, I, you took such a different perspective within your chapter. It was really a joy to read. And I find, I feel like it will give others again, just that like, um, another perspective. It's not just about the story it's about life afterwards. And so I'd love to hear a bit more about why you said yes to the collaboration book.
3: Um, I think because of what I learned through stops and starting with Rachel's book, of course. Um, yeah, when I read that book, and I, had already, I was already in counseling for PTSD at that point and trying to sort out what had happened in my life. And when I read that book, it gave me words and understanding for things that I was experiencing that I hadn't yet figured out what it was. So, for example, um, dissociation, I had experienced that all my life, and and I had no idea what it was. And then when I read her book, it was like, Oh, it was like a light bulb came on that well, I understand that. And, 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 um, that really helped me to be able to move forward in my healing journey to have words and to know how to even talk to my counselor about what was going on. And so, and, and again, like Val said, feeling so isolated and so alone and so, um, misunderstood and hiding things because of shame. Um, and, um, I just want I don't want anybody to feel that way. I want other people to know that you're not alone and we care about you and we want to help you and we're here for you. And um I don't want anyone to experience what I experienced at the beginning.
1: Mm, that's beautiful. And I think <clears throat> that's exactly why Sis was born, right? We're like, no, we are no longer suffering in silence because everyone's going through something and most of the time we feel like we have to protect ourselves and bury it and not talk about it and we don't want to be a burden and we don't want to all these things Mm -hmm. but yet when we're true and authentic and we can process through it guess what it's released and it's no longer owning us and so instead of suffering in silence right we are going to heal in community and not only was this hopefully part of your healing journey but also giving back to those who are three steps behind you. All right, Miss Bobby, let's hear from you. I'd love to hear a bit. Now, you were not a part of the StopSys programs beforehand, whereas Val and Sally were a part of 90 Day U-Turn and had been kind of integrated into the, the content that we teach and things, but you and I connected, and this was like the perfect time, and you were ready to really start uh, speaking and, and getting your story out. And so we're so excited that you're a part of the collaboration book. And I'd love to hear a bit more about why you said yes.
4: Thank you. I um I feel so privileged to have the opportunity to meet and on the day that that happened. I was thinking last night, I was like, wow, this has been um, honestly about 15 years in the making of us touching base, um, on a particular day we actually did. And, uh, most of it is due to the fact that, you know, I have over, over just handled things and handled things and thought, handling things, but yet I was shoving that. And then the other hand, praying for God to give me an opportunity to help others. And, you know, what is, what is the purpose for this for me to be able to share and how, you know, lead me. That, that I can feel like I'm giving something back. Like you said, I think that was the biggest thing is giving something back. Not so much that I felt like um, I was silenced in, in my life, um, probably mostly from from the younger years. Um, and still, you know, nothing can be brought up. But uh, it made me feel like, okay, when we were talking and it was all about. About the other programs, and you like, What do you want to do? And I said, Well, one of the things that I've had on my mind was write a book. And I started getting really emotional, and you're like, This, you know, would you you'd hear a little bit about my story as I had shared it that day? And you're like, Would you like to be a part? And and I said, Yes. Yeah. I said, Yes, uh, and I thought it the whole way. But um I could not be more thankful for the opportunity that it created for me to feel like I'm putting myself out there to be in a place where I ask God to put me. The amazing support that I have found through the group and um, the wonderful treasures and you know Rachel and you help with some of the things I'm still going through. That, that's really why I said yes. Yeah, it sounds so easy something, but there was so much that went into saying yes. I yeah. didn't actually, like, pitching it.
1: Well, and I appreciate you were like, sure, I'll do that. That sounds good. Uh, What? <laughs> but you figured it out along the way, and you said that you kind of fought it every step of the way. So I'd love to hear a bit about your experience with actually getting your your past and your hurt and your trauma out on paper. How was the experience for you in writing your chapter? Uh, I, it, was, it
4: was difficult. It
0: was,
1: uh, it was
4: difficult in writing, but uh, I don't even know how to describe it. I was so proud of myself, whether it ever ever reached anywhere. I just thought, because it uh, what I thought was my story. um I didn't know any different. So I I didn't realize that the thing that I had struggled with from being born and on was so much of what fed into the way my life played out. And um, that's what really started hitting me while rocking yeah. You know, it triggered quite a few things that I I had blocked, yeah. and I started to get into that, and I'm like, "Whoa, no, I don't want to go there." And so I did. I, you know, I would contact him and be like, "I don't know," and um, but something inside me said, "Like you asked for this," and and I know that was God, in, you know, I I know I felt him saying, "You you asked for a purpose. You you asked for an opportunity." And you have people here that are going to support you and, and you don't have that in your tribe right now, in your field, of, you know, out in the world, wherever is, you're alone need you to share your story. And how can you do that alone without support? And I think, you know, that's really where, um, where it kept, it kept going. That was for my soul that, that cut constant conversation with God. And then the everyday texts.
1: Yeah. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Lovingly stalking you just kidding, keeping you motivated and on task. And what I think is powerful too, Bobby is that the writing your story is part of the healing journey. You know, I used to lead trauma groups and basically what we would do is have people write their story and read them and share them and and get support from the group. And so you're doing this kind of on a macro level, but writing your story is part of the healing journey because you're getting it out of your body and your system. But I love that you made those aha moments and connections too, because then I think we can give grace to the older version of you who is like doing the best that she can based on the childhood that you had, and so you're able to see how it all connects, and start to heal both versions. Um, and you're right. If we would, if if it were easy, we'd already have done it, right? But it's not easy to do this, which is why doing it in community with accountability and support is priceless. <clears throat> Thank you. All right, uh, Sally. We'll go back around this time. Let's hear from you in terms of how was this process for you.
3: Um, I felt pretty committed that I wanted to do it just, you know, for the sake of other people. Um, so, so I had the end goal in mind, but there was many times I thought, why am I doing this? This is too painful. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be this vulnerable. Um, and then, you know, I kind of, I just kind of attacked it from different angles, got it written. And then I was like, I'm done. I can't go back and edit it. And there were some Maybe suggestions that could have made it better, but I, I couldn't go back to it. It was like, I'm done with it. I can't go back and read it again. So um I don't know. It was just it was a strange process. And that probably everybody kind of had that, that feeling of vulnerability is really hard to deal with. And also in the back of my mind is who's going to be reading this? Um, that might potentially have some repercussions. And I'm not thrilled about that. But I also know there's a lot of people that are gonna read it that will will benefit or hopefully will feel supported or maybe we'll pick up some things like I did from Rachel's book that will be like, Oh, that's me. And it and will help them. So that's what I'm praying for.
1: Do you think the Sally two or three years ago would have been able to write a chapter? Not a chance. So the no. work that you've been doing on your own and in counseling, but also within the steps, right? program yeah. has supported you to a space where you feel strong enough and ready to share.
3: Right, and it's given me clarity and ability to think it through and kind of see it more as an observer and sort things out, you know. I think a big part of it is is taking a step back and seeing things as an observer, but you can't do that when you're in the middle of healing. So as you get more further as you get further into the healing, you can do that easier and and that gives you a chance to um observe it and then record it. And I think that's powerful
1: hmm. to be at that point. Did you feel any sort of resolution after you wrote, like you said, "All right, I'm done"? Was it kind of like, "I'm done" and I don't need to pick it back up, or were you just like, "I'm done, getting out of here"? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm done. Let's move on. <laughs> okay.
3: But as I'm thinking about it, you know, and as I'm uh, the things that I'm learning through counseling and the things that I'm learning from just studying, learning on my own, uh, like. I wonder if maybe you know down the road maybe another book is in the in the cards and and only God knows and He'll direct it. But um, you know, I, I just think the more the more you learn and the, what I found the more I learn the more empowered I feel the more the stronger I feel the more able I am to deal with what's inside of me that still needs to be healed. And I think too, just it's okay to be broken. You know, you don't have to get, have a facade of being perfect and i did that for a long time i couldn't acknowledge my broke i didn't know that i was broken and so i think that um, allowing that brokenness to surface and being vulnerable and yeah you'll get hurt but there's a lot of people that will come alongside and help heal too so
1: yeah 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 this is really kind of a great breaking the ice you know, like a chapter is a good practice. It's a good start. Um, But for those who kind of felt the juices flowing, I think a whole book certainly is in the cards at some point. All right. Valerie, how was the experience of writing this? Easier, harder than you expected? Um, It was different than I expected. I
2: was expecting new flashbacks to happen. And that did not happen. And it gave me a huge sense of empowerment that it was like having to relive everything was not fun. Um, But I felt it was another way of detoxing my body from the memories and things and putting it in the different category. So it was definitely that was empowering um, knowing that nothing new came up. And then I think too, realizing that I can stop focusing on the Trauma part of it, and how the healing part is a shift for me, and that how each day is I feel it's different It's like the before and after. I have been I feel healing for the past couple of years, but this has just been huge for me that almost giving myself permission, it's okay to live. So that's how it was
1: like closing the chapter. yes, closing the book on that chapter,
2: right, right. Like I can't wait for what's ahead and, um, realizing that's a part of who I am, but that's not who I
1: am. You got rid of some more onion layers, girl. (laughs) (laughs) And we always talk about these emotional strings that perpetrators have, you know, right. You know, we call it in reflecting ownership, which is our trauma program, um, that these emotional strings, these perpetrators Mm. can still have ownership of us and they could be miles away. But because of the grooming and the gaslighting and the abuse itself, like they still, um, you know, when we're triggered or when we are, you know, emotionally stunted and numb and all of these things, and so every single time that we heal or take a step in the healing journey, we're getting our power back and releasing those emotional strings, and that's when we're like, "This is my this is my attitude." thing I'm trying to learn. (laughs) We're like, no, you don't get to have ownership over me anymore. And so Valerie, it sounds like this was a step in that direction to be like, all right, that may have been the past, but who am I now? And what am I creating next? And really focusing and, and being excited about what's to come. Right.
2: For sure. I mean, I definitely felt like my body was reliving a lot of things, but yet emotionally it was, it was very good for me too. So
1: Well, and everybody's chapter is so different. So Valerie, the way that you wrote your chapter, I felt like I was there too. I was experiencing it with you. I was afraid with you. I was running away with you. I was like in there too. And for me, it like rallied up this mama bear, you know, where I was like, dang it all. Like, we need a fence around Valerie. Like, come on ladies. Like that's kind of the attitude I had when I was reading your book. And so I think for the readers out there, every single chapter is going to offer something different. Um, Some from a high level perspective, some from a relationship perspective, some from uh, like, you're going to really get a glimpse of what grooming and gaslighting and trickery is in some of the chapters. You're going to get a good glimpse into what it feels like to be shut down immediately and things like that. And so every chapter does something a little bit different. What do you hope people who read your chapter get from your, from your piece of the story? Uh,
2: My biggest hope is that they feel seen and that it makes them realize they're not alone, like the sense of community and just giving them strength to be like, okay, there's hope for me. And even though there's a lot of yuck, there can be a lot of beauty also.
1: Yeah. Trauma is not a death sentence. No. And as you know, the power of being seen can be a game changer. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. All right. Um, Sally, back to you. What would you say to, what is your hope? What do you want people to glean from your chapter?
3: Well, I I hope that um, maybe there'll be some things, some nuggets that they can glean that they can resonate with that can help them. And and a a sense of hope that, you know, as hard as the journey can be that, that God is there and he brings people into your life at the time when it's needed. Like, I didn't have a clue what I needed, not at all. And so, you know, just the way Things happen that I, I was just walking blindly and then someone would come along and tell me something or, you know, just even the way I, I um, learned about Rachel and the way, you know, all of that unfolded. I mean, I totally out of my hands. And, and so I, I think just knowing that that God is there for the journey, if you turn to him and, and rely on him and also that there are other people that can be there for you and and you're not alone. And we love you and we care about you. We want you to be seen and heard and we want you to be healed. And I want to be healed myself so that I can help other people heal.
1: Amen. Amen. Um, Bobby, what about you? What is kind of a takeaway you want people to leave your chapter with?
4: The biggest thing I think uh, is that there's so much invisibility in a lot of, you know, the things that we all go through um, so different but still it is it is trauma it's affecting us and um you think that others may notice it, or you wonder well why is anybody seeing this and reaching out why, why is anybody helping her why didn't someone pick up on that one thing so i think that what i'm hoping for is that someone that realizes I, I don't have to get lost in it. They you know, just say, say say something. Say something to somebody else. You know, the first person that wants to help you wear onto that. Because it is scary. But if you can, can find a way to really understand, it, understand that it's not your fault. that you didn't somehow make enough mistakes. Put yourself in, in that, that position, position that you can't be forgiven because it isn't involved yeah I'm sorry I'm getting a little bit unusual but I think really that's what
0: for me just
4: to realize that, that there's so many people out there that live they they have invisible they you know where they have they overcome something and it's invisible and they struggle with something and it's invisible and you start through grooming or, or whatever you've gone through. You become so small that you start to feel invisible and you don't know how to get that person back that you were. And it really does. You can't dig out alone. I mean, I'm not saying anybody can't, you know, there are people that dig through the trenches alone. But I will tell you for years and years of stuffing, because I didn't want to deal with it, because I could do, I could go forward, but to go forward, let's just go forward. So i mean in a really, um, a really vulnerable place, because I kept thinking, okay, yeah, overcome or, I overcome that, or overcome that, or overcame that, and then and you get completely like, buried under all the box. Mm-hmm. instead of climbing out of that,
1: you didn't want anybody to see you
4: under. So say something, reach out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I I hear you saying two things. Number one, you as a survivor, right? When somebody is interested and asks you questions and like, take notice. And I know Rachel will always say she talked to a a ton of people before she found someone who is really willing to listen. Um, And so keep asking. Keep talking, keep finding those people. And when you do find them, don't let them go. (laughs) Thank you,
0: Bobby. I think it's so cool that I had no idea people would want to write a chapter or write a book after reading my book. Like when I wrote it, guys, I mean, I was so broken and I never would have seen this. And now to think the ripple effect of you guys writing your story could impact somebody else to write their story which could impact somebody else to write their story like mm-hmm. you guys are you guys are changing people changing the world it's beautiful absolutely
1: all right does anybody have anything they want to add before we say goodnight? anything specific brewing up for you
3: well thank you both for all you've done i appreciate um, I appreciate everything that I've learned from you all, and just the support support community that you've drawn together. And, uh, I'm very thankful. Appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you guys for being a part of the journey with us. And so, if you are listening and you've not yet gotten your copy of When We Speak Chains Break, we're putting the link in the description box in the show notes. Go to Amazon, type it in; it pops up immediately. And we would love for you, number one, to hear their stories, to validate their stories, to honor their journey. It's hard to do this. It doesn't feel good, but we know that it's like when you do the hard thing, you grow and feel so proud of yourself um, at the end. So be a part of that experience for them by grabbing the book. And if you are a survivor yourself, I hope that you hear and see yourself in those pages that you know that you are validated you are seen you are heard and healing is possible so thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today uh be sure to grab the book right now before anything else happens in your day and share it (laughs) after you read it Uh, just pass the information along and then one final thing if you are a survivor and you're interested in getting involved with some of our programs Please join the newsletter Uh, that's in the show notes as well, because we have some programs that are opening up in 2024, and we want to invite you to be a part of them. Rachel?
0: Yeah. And go like, go ahead and also leave a review if you think of it on Amazon, because the more reviews we get, the more it'll pop up in people's feeds. And that means these stories get into more people's hands and more lives get changed. And it's a neat way to be able to leave an encouragement for the survivors and what they said. So leave a review if you order from Amazon. Absolutely. Thank you for that reminder.
1: All right, ladies, thank you again so much for your heart, for your bravery, your courage, Um, and your chapter. The world is blessed because of it. Have an awesome day and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to this powerful episode of Stop Suffering in Silence. If you are interested in booking Rachel to speak at your school, your church, or on your podcast, then please email openblindeyes at protonmail.com. If you are interested in sponsoring a survivor on their healing journey and would like to donate to Stop Sis, then please check out the link in the description box or show notes below, or you can email stopsis at protonmail.com. And finally, if you are currently suffering in silence or you know somebody who is, whether they're dealing with a current trauma or one from the past, then we will always recommend that you reach out to your local resources and find a counselor that you can trust because nobody is meant to suffer alone. Have an amazing week and thank you for being here.